When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey folks, welcome to the Dublin to Denver podcast on the Mile High Report podcast network. Uh, if you're listening to this, we're getting close to, uh, to the NFL draft. Michael McQuist, Stuart Roche, Column Cronin might pop in at some point. Um, there is no other way that I can introduce this man apart from the fact of saying he is a Broncos legend and uh, uh, one of the, the best players in the history of the league, You know, a pro football Hall of Famer, Denver Broncos legend, Steve Atwater. Steve, um, it's, great to, it's great to see you and, and, and chat to you again, man. How's it going? I'm oh, doing great, man. Hey, it's great to see you as well. I don't even know we're a long way away, but seven hours apart, seven hours difference. Is that right? Seven or eight, six now. Seven hours, seven hours. And it's funny, Steve, and I, I would be amiss if I did not start the conversation off with this. Um, many different ways that this question could go, but obviously October, I think, meant an awful lot, not to fa- not just the fans, like this is an Irish-based podcast, but fans in Ireland, fans in the UK, fans in Europe, and... Um, I know you got into London on like it was a Tuesday. We popped over to Wembley ourselves on the Thursday. We had some fun, but the whole week was, a, I have to say, Steve, a, a tremendous success, not just for the team obviously winning, but for the organization. On a personal level, you, you know, I, I could see how much you've enjoyed it, not, not just that, but the bar. But how did you enjoy that week? Because I remember getting on the flight because me, Stuart, and Colin were going to the airport, and I think it may have hit us then. It was just a, a hell of a week. Yeah, no, same same here, man. When my wife and I came back, we we said the same thing, man. We had one heck of a time. Uh, the people there were so kind. Um, we got a chance to see many things that we'd heard about, uh, and you know, we'd never never been uh, to London before. We've been to a lot of different places, but we had, hadn't been there before. Um, but we we had a wonderful time. Got a chance to experience so many things. Got a chance to uh, do some work in the community with one of the schools there. Um, got a chance to uh, ride on the uh, what's the big, the big that goes around? What is that called again? Uh, the, the London Eye, isn't it, Michael? The London Eye, yeah. Yes, sir. Is. I didn't want to mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that oh, was a, all. That was a, was a, was a huge treat, and uh, just the history too. You know, it's so much, um, so much history there. Stuart wasn't in the bar. Sorry, I know, Stuart, I'll, I'll, I'll let you put your question in now. My apologies. But Stuart wasn't in the bar on the Thursday and Friday. And Stuart, it was just incredible. But, but whenever Stuart Steve walked in, I think it was on the Thursday or Friday, the whole place just went, oh, wow, here we go. It just went to a different level. But Stuart, that was, you know, next time, that was awesome. Definitely. Yeah, no, I, I had to prioritize my young son's basketball game on a Saturday, Steve. Otherwise, I would have met you before this. So sorry. Absolutely, got to do it. <laughs> so Steve just um I suppose given the 
even though the Broncos don't have a, a, a first round or a second round draft pick, uh, jokingly we say it doesn't seem like we've got a first or second round draft pick for about 15 years. But can you remember your, your own experience with the draft? Obviously, you had a very successful career in, in Arkansas, I think. And um, you were named, was it a, a, an All-American at least once, if not twice? So you must have known that you were going to you know, you, you, you were going to be drafted early, but can you remember yourself what you went through, this, the, the sort of the pre-draft process, meetings, all that kind of stuff? Was it a lot different then than it is now? Because there's like 24-hour coverage of the draft, it seems, in the lead-up to it. Yeah, well, well certainly the, the coverage and the media uh, attention wasn't nearly as big, uh, but I think the process is pretty similar. Uh, I, I see a lot of the drills that they do. Those were some of the same drills that we did uh, back in the day. Uh, they probably have a few more meetings with, with teams in that now. Um, but I think overall, it, it's, it's still a pretty similar process. Uh, you know, run the 40-yard dash. You have 225 as many times as you can. And, uh, you know, so many guys are so anxious because, you know, you've really worked your whole life for this moment. And obviously, People don't know that they're going to get an opportunity to play in the NFL, but, you know, especially when they're eight, nine, 10 years old playing football. I know I certainly didn't. Um, and no one ever put that pressure on me as well. Uh, but I know once, you know, once you get there and you're like, Hey man, this is it. Now I gotta, I gotta run a fast time. I gotta lift weights. I gotta lift this 225 as many times as I can. I know it gets to be uh, you know, pretty stressful there. So uh, it, it's a it's a nice process though to I, I don't think it's the end all be all to determining uh, you know how good a player is it, you know obviously you know Tom Brady being a six round draft pick you know his whole bunch of great players slipped through the cracks he's just one one uh, one major example but um, you know they, it's a little bit a little bit flawed in that regard uh, but I don't think anything is perfect. And did you have any inkling that Denver were interested in you b before they drafted you, Steve, or was that a complete surprise to you? Yeah, I had an inkling that they were that they were interested. Uh, we uh, when I played in the East West Shrine game, uh, I, I spoke to them um, after the game. Got a, had a good conversation with uh, with uh, two of the scouts and two of my good friends too. Now. <laughs> um, and uh, also on my pro day at the University of Arkansas, uh, they came out and uh, we spent a good deal of time talking and that. But I still, on draft day, I was like, nah, I don't, I don't know, man. They, they talked to me, but they probably talked to, you know, 25, 30 different other people as well. So at least that many. So uh, I still wasn't convinced until, um, you know, I got that phone call and, and it was, uh, it was amazing. The big Steve, well, well, I know you've obviously just been talking about the, the draft experience, but one of the things that we see every year is around those young guys who get drafted and going then from college into the NFL. And it's a huge transition. You go from playing with guys who are mostly your own age to playing with guys of all ages, Robert. guys who have families, need that paycheck. And you, you go from being possibly the very best on your team to playing in a league where everybody is brilliant. What's that experience like of transitioning into the league? Well, it's, it's intimidating, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, for young guys, uh, you know, some of the guys on your team are, you know, uh, at least back when I came in, they were like, 
they were old, you know, I mean, I'm not, you know, 10 years older than me and 10, 12 years older than me. And um, I'm like, man, these guys have been lifting weights for so much longer. They've, uh, you know, uh, they know all the defenses and they, they know how to make guys miss on the offensive side. They had so many advantages over rookie, but, um, you know, I still had confidence and also uh, learned quite a bit from the guys who were here on the team. They, they uh, always uh, thank those guys, especially uh, Dennis Smith, Carl Mecklenburg. You know, they welcomed me with open arms and uh, really, really taught me a lot. They didn't, uh, they didn't really treat me like a rookie. Uh, I think they, they treated me like I was a veteran. And, uh, you know, those are uh, great guys. And I, I tried to pass that on to the younger guys that came in after me to, you know, welcome them in, make them, you know, make them uh, comfortable. Now they they can't get too comfortable on football, in football, right? You got to still got to grind and get their work in. But, uh, you know, I wanted them to know that I had their support and, uh, you know, they could ask me any questions because I wanted to see them succeed as well. You know, um, I heard some, I hear some guys talking about, oh man, somebody's going to take my job. Hey man, if it's meant to be, it's going to, it's going to happen anyway. Uh, so, uh, you know, I wanted our team to be the best that it could, you know, if, if I got hurt or, uh, something happened, uh, I wanted the next guy up to be ready to go. So, um, you know, no hold back. <laughs> Steve, you've been, um, sort of, you, you've come back to the organization in this, this current role, uh, six years now or so, if I'm led to believe, if I'm correct, you know, please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, we've seen, you know, an awful lot of things change over the last six years and obviously new ownership we've had different head coaches you know obviously things remain the same you know delighted to see the investment in the stadium as well like i you know i think as people coming to denver we enjoy where that is i'm not going to lie in terms of location and um, yeah. how, how have you found that time period because it seems to have just flown by already but more so you know we now have sean payton coming in and there is so much change happening and i, I, I like i really really awful lot to look forward to as fans not just this season but in the years to come yeah well there you're right it's, it's there have been a lot of changes here over the last several years um you know the the biggest one i would say is is the ownership change and um but it, there have been several years there where mr bowling um you know kind of that period between when he was diagnosed with alzheimer's and then uh, when he passed away where, um, you know, he, I don't think we had that, uh, um, that, that leadership at the top. Uh, and, and that's not a slight at, um, at uh, Joe Ellis in any way at all. I think Joe Ellis did an amazing job, but um, in the position that he was in, there were certain decisions that, you know, I don't think he was authorized to make, whereas an owner can make any decision at all. Um, and, uh, so, um, you know, finally having a, a, a ownership group who, uh, can make all those decisions, I think is, is going to help out big time. Uh, and the guys, I used to always say that I love playing for Mr. Boland, you know, at the end of the game, uh, you know, I, I'd see him in there and, you know, it'd make me feel great to see him in there and know that I'd give him my all for, for my team and, and for him as well. Uh, you know, he'd be in there working out while we're working out. Just say, hey, man, uh, it was it was inspirational. And I know that that's going to uh, be the same case with these guys, being able to see the owners around. They're present. They're, they're here. They're uh, 
uh, not only, uh, you know, provide me investment to fund. What's up, big guy? How you doing? <laughs> Sorry. This not is only uh, providing the financial that. side of it, but also the leadership side as well and, and, and just being there. So guys know that, hey, man, these are the people who, uh, you know, that's the reason I'm here because these, these people are paying me a huge salary and, uh, you know, to show your appreciation, give it all you got out there. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry, Mike, just for people like Mike, my youngest son couldn't contain himself. He came up to say hello to see about either because he's such a big fan. So there you go. Sorry. What's up? What's up? What's your name? Tommy, how are you? Hey, Tommy, what's going on, buddy? Not much. He's the he's the reason I wasn't over to see you in the pub and uh in on Friday night, Steve. So there you go. Hey, I understand, <laughs> man. Hey, that, that, that's more important right there. So Steve, just want to ask you a quick question just about you. You were um, you 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 were on the was your rookie season when you got to the Super Bowl in, in your first season, right? With yourself and Dennis Smith back there. We we probably won't talk about the Super Bowl against the Niners for too long. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll... that, we got that's the, that's the blooper bowl. They uh, <laughs> they had our number. <laughs> but yes, but but so you, you got there, and then I think there was kind of a, a few years after that, Steve, where. The, the Broncos were there, thereabouts, but they, they never really looked like they were going to get back to the Super Bowl. There was one season, I know, when, when we got to the AFC Championship against the Bills and a great yeah. defensive performance. I think Wade Phillips was, was you know, a brilliant game plan. But the, were you ever worried, Steve, that you might have you, you might have just been unlucky in the sense that you, you arrived a little bit too late? Were you ever concerned that you weren't going to get back there um, or did you always have faith that it was going to turn around because you had somebody like Galloway or, 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 or genuinely did you think, oh no, that maybe that, that, that period of Broncos success, even though they lost those Super Bowls, they still got there. Were you concerned that you were not going to get back at any point? That's a great question. Uh, and that's something that I ponder like early on in my career, because first year we went to the, uh, went to the playoffs, went to the Super Bowl, lost the Super Bowl. That was super disappointing. I think that affected me for a couple of years. <laughs> and then uh, I think we missed a year where we didn't go to the playoffs. And then I think there was 91 when we went again. And after that season, I was thinking, well, hey, man, every couple of years, we'll be back in the playoffs and we'll have a chance to win. And then all of a sudden, bam, there was no more. And, um, you know, I started, I did. I started to worry, like, man, would I, would I even get a chance to, to you know, play in another playoff game and or get a chance to get to another Super Bowl because that was uh you know I think that's one of every NFL player's dreams is to uh play in the Super Bowl and to win the Super Bowl. Uh I've been there and lost and that's 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 no fun. It's almost sometimes like man I don't even want to go if we're gonna lose like that. Uh but um so yeah I, during the end of my career I started thinking about that and, and fortunately uh you know Mike Shanahan came in and it's like everything changed. Uh every, just the mood around the building, the um, the enthusiasm, the, the talent that he was bringing in, it was just it was just new life. And uh, once he got there, like man, we we're gonna get it, we're gonna get it eventually. And um, you know, we I think first year I think we were eight and eight or something, and then that second year, uh, thirteen and three in the regular season, um, and then uh, uh, well, we're thirteen and three. No, we're twelve and four, and then we're fourteen and two the next the following year. No, we did. We went thirteen and three, and then we lost to Jacksonville in the Oops. playoffs. Yes, yeah, the, 
the, yeah. the kind of the the infamous loss in the the one that was left behind and that led to essentially the the whole idea of the the revenge tour and, and we saw the remember the t-shirts uh, that's right I'm interested in in terms of you know that the build maybe the season and the particularly the Super Bowl Steve because prior to that the the NFC had had the AFC's number I am um, I think you had to go back to maybe '84 for the Raiders um, beating uh, Washington and then you had this huge stretch all the way from '85 up until obviously you guys played the the Packers and you went into that Super Bowl with you know, people not really expecting the, the Broncos to, to do anything, you know, and can you talk to us a little bit about, did that factor in at all, the, the kind of the fact that people were writing Denver off, or was it just an inner belief and that you wanted to do it for yourselves? Well, I, I think both of those were true. I mean, uh, we felt a lot of weight uh, and it was like the dam had to break because, uh you know, the AFC hadn't won, like I said, in, in was it, uh, 13, 14 years at least. And then, um, and then uh, you know, the Broncos have been to several Super Bowls. Me and myself won it, including, included, uh, and had won. And so we were super uh, upset about that. But to be honest, I don't think that year that we thought much about the ones that we didn't lose and, 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 you know, I don't think we were bitter about that. I just think that we felt like we had the team, we had the coaches, uh, we had the game plan, we had the mentality to do it, and uh, and, and we did it, and it, it was it was amazing. And uh, looking back on it, it's like that was the best time of our lives. You know, that was like the best two seasons, best two years football wise of my life. I mean. Not only did we win the Super Bowl, uh, won a ton of games, but we had more fun than we ever had playing. Um, coming to work was fun. We would get in. We had to be in the office at 8. We would be here at 6, 6.30, uh, watching film. We would stay late. I remember my wife calling, hey, what time are you coming home for dinner? I'm like, babe, don't even cook dinner. I'm going to be over here for a while. <laughs> uh, you know, because we were at honed in, and we we, we watched film. We we had a little basketball uh, machine, pop shot, pop a shot, whatever you call it, in the locker room. So we had fun, uh, you know, doing all those types of things. And just we enjoyed spending time together. We enjoyed being around each other. And that, I suppose, having won against the, the Packers, you've touched on it a little bit, but was that, that, that was breaking the dam. And in terms of the approach, did that, change the approach in, in 98? Did, did the freedom that, you know, no longer having the albatross of losing those Super Bowls, <laughs> suddenly you guys could really go out and express yourselves and show just how good a football team you were? Oh, man, yeah. And obviously going into it, we didn't know that we would win, but we, we were confident that we would. We, we had watched so much film. We, we felt like we had a good idea of how they were going to try and attack us. And we felt like we had a good game plan to, to go against them. And, uh, you know, once we started executing and things were happening and I know they, they got up there late and then we went back down and went down the field and scored again. Um, but it was, it was a dramatic game and, uh, it, it was a fun game. And then once the clock struck zero, um, 
I can still go back to that moment today. It's like a bunch of kids, you know, grown men out here. We're looking at each other. We're crying. We're like, oh, no, I can't believe it. We finally did it. And uh, man, that was, uh, it was it's a, like a dream come true. And um, I, I wish everyone, every, every player could experience a, a championship game like that because um, man, that, that day, I will never forget that day. Steve, did you know, just, I, I feel it, it'd be remiss not to ask this question because like uh, Von Miller won MVP in Super Bowl 50 and, and you know, you would have been very close to winning MVP against Green Bay. I think Terrell Davis obviously was was you know was out of this world that day, but you you had a phenomenal game. Like, did you at any stage during the game sort of take a moment and go, "Wow, I'm having a pretty good game here," or was it just did you did you realize what you were doing no. in, in the moment, or were you just so concentrated? On no, play? I wasn't worried about none of that. I was just, hey, next play, let me who who, who can I hit? Who you know what, what's the defense? You know what we got to do. Uh, Surely the yeah, question was, who do I, I have left to hit at, at that stage? I'm sorry. Surely the question was, who do I have left to hit? Because he's even going <laughs> to hit pretty much everybody, including your own teammates, uh, famously on that big play at the end. Yeah, Randy Hill, <laughs> I, I, I always apologize to him when I see him. You must have to buy him dinner for about 10 years after that to do yeah, sure exactly. every time you <laughs> <laughs> But no, that it was genuinely one of the it was one of the all time great Super Bowl defensive performances, and uh, you know just fantastic. As I said, until Von Miller in Super Bowl Fifty, that was de- un- unquestionably the best defensive performance from a Broncos player I'd seen in a Super Bowl. But yeah, just you know, as I said, Terrell Davis got MVP, but you must have been very very close. Just a outstanding. Yeah, I dropped that interception. I think that 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 didn't help my case, but. Uh... I think I think Terrell deserved it anyway. With, with, without him um, and everything that he had gone through in that game, you remember he had the he had the concussion and you know he had the headache and well, I don't know if he had a concussion or not. He had the headache and he couldn't see. And the thing that amazes me when I go back and look at that is when Mike Shanahan says, "Hey, we need Terrell in the game," and he said, "Hey, I can't see." He said, oh, you don't have to see on this play. Terrell didn't blink. He didn't say, wait a minute, Cody, what the heck are you talking about? I can't see. He didn't do any of that. He just he didn't blink. He ran back into the game. And because he was in that game, uh, John was able to score that touchdown. And, uh, you know, that, that just shows the, 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 the type of team and the type of players that we had. Guys, they, they hey, I can't see and I'm going in the game. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Uh, here, we'll, we'll try and get a quick round from each of us in before we let you go here, Steve, very quickly. Uh, for me, you're one of the last guys to get the knock, you know, from from like the head of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, previously David Baker. Now, and that was a great like, great moment, fantastic to watch for anyone. But obviously, you know, as a Broncos fan for yourself, Steve. Um, nowadays, if she ended up a bit, you've got like, you know, like legends, friends doing it. I'm uh, just wondering if it happened again. I mean, I'm sure we'll, you know, we'll do some talking and try and get you to get it again, but would you prefer like you know having somebody you know so that that more personal element or like is it is it just sort of the same for you or which one if if you had to choose one? Well, I'll tell you, um, I really enjoyed the way that it was done for me, and um, you know that had been the tradition up to that point. David Baker coming and knocking on the door, and uh, I remember him banging, and I was like, "That's David. That's that's him." Because. You know, I got, I got a fake knock from like a, um, 
one of the the a May service uh, one of the, one of the years, and it was like a really light knock. I'm like, man, that doesn't sound like David Baker. <laughs> so uh, when when he hit that knock in 2021, boom, 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 like yes, that's it. Um, but I do really like the way that they're doing it now because I think that you know having someone who has played or coached with the player uh, that ties just a little bit more, and I think it's a little bit more emotional as well. Um, and that may just be mean because um, I, I know the day that I got inducted and I gave my speech, I was like in game mode. I I, I, I wasn't emotional at all. I was like, hey, I got to make sure that I stay on script. I got to make sure I, you know, I'm on time. But the next day I got a chance to listen to the class of 2021 in their speeches. And I'm sitting on the sideline, man, just every five seconds. I'm like, oh, man, I got, oh, man kind of tearing up because it was it was it was so emotional for me and I, I can imagine that that's how that's how it is for the guys when you know people who have played with them or coached them or uh, just someone that's special in their lives in, in regards to football uh, makes that makes that knock so yeah I mean I, I would have loved it both ways but I'm, I'm definitely happy with uh with the way that I was conducted. Steve, during your career, obviously, you went through um, an, a, a few different head coaches. I'm wondering, obviously, Broncos have a new head coach. For the, the players who've been there, what's it like when, it, when a new head coach comes in? Is it, uh, is it first day of school all, all over again? Oh, man, it's a big headache. <laughs> big time headache. Um, you know, having a, the biggest thing is just having to learn a system, having to learn a new system, having to create a relationship with the coach to where you guys know one another and he knows what makes you move and you, you know, kind of what makes him tick. And um, it takes a while. That's just like with any relationship. It, it takes a while to build those relationships up. Uh, and so uh, in the beginning, it's, it's a little bit, uh, you know, everybody's trying to figure out what the other guy's going to do, what the other person's going to say. But once they get into a groove, I, I think it's going to be great. I, you know, I've, I've uh, communicated with Sean several times, and you know, he's he's a great communicator. He's he's a fun guy to be around, but he's about business. <laughs> so, Steve, actually, you you seem to have preempt. You're good at this media stuff. You seem to have preempted preempted pretty much every question that we've asked on the list that we drew up. You've gotten the next one. What are your What are your hopes for the Broncos next season? Given the oh, last, man. the last few have been a bit I want to go undefeated. <laughs> 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 Those are my hopes, but um, you know, I think that is is going to be definitely an improvement uh, on last on last year. Um, uh, we were doing a luncheon yesterday, and somebody asked me to uh, make a prediction on the number of wins, and I was like, "Man, it's kind of early, but uh, I'm gonna say 13." And so, like, boy, and I was the that was the highest number there, and. Um, but I, 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 hey, I believe, and I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an optimistic guy as well. But I believe in the guys over in that other building there. Um, I believe in the coaches. I believe in the ownership, and um, you know, I, I think, I think we have what it takes. It's going to be a matter of putting the pieces together and, and making them, making them click. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely optimistic. Hopefully, I'll, I'll take 13 right now, and we will see you in Vegas next year, Steve. Um... 
just to finish off, Colm jumped in uh, just just after a few minutes. Colm, we, we we started off with thanking Steve for London. I think Steve just just to end this to thank you again, but more so for for people that we spoke to uh, from Ireland, the UK, Europe, talking about you, talking about guys, talking about the team, how impressed they were. Just thank you for not only that weekend in London, but for the continued support and not just yourself, but the franchise. And uh, we end every uh, podcast with Go Broncos, so I'm presuming we could do that with this. So uh, that's right. Steve, thanks very much, man. Go Broncos. Appreciate it. Hey, thank you. Appreciate the support all the time. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. Go Broncos.